0: My brother,
1: how you doing, bro? What? What? We're what? Oh yeah! Cap right here for all my Howard alumni. Yeah, you know,
0: I don't got my VCU gear on, but got VCU out here. You already know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, what? Good. Go hey, we excited if you can't tell.
1: <laughs> oh, legit, legit. So let's uh-huh. let's bring the viewers. Why are we here, Trev? Like, what is the purpose of us bringing this?
0: All right, so first off, uh, welcome to Spot Me, Spot Me Podcast. And what we're here to do, guys, is to deliver a podcast of information and and, and substance and content for those that are interested in uh, to become a personal trainer, or those that are just interested to in know the ins and out of the fitness field. That's what we're here to do. That's
1: what, we're here, man. That's what we're here to do. We yeah, we did is. Decided to gather questions from many of our friends, clients, we're both personal trainers.
0: Yeah, this is, this is really square one. We become uh, a personal trainer getting into this field here. So here we go.
1: All right, the question so, that we have is, what is the most legit cert out there? And what are more like schemes? The difference between legit and ones that are schemes is if it's accredited. Right? the National Commission for Certifying Agencies, or short for NCCA, and they are the national body for certifying all different organizations and more specific in the fitness and wellness community. Um, you want to look for those certifications. I came up with is just something that you as a trainer should just focus more on. And um, on this first slide, you can see in this lime green box, we've got the two that we really fo- that we suggest you focusing on, which is the American College of Sports Medicine, which are short for ACSM, and the American Council on Exercise. Um, then the next list after that is just kind of, obviously this is pretty much going in alphabetical order. But the next one after that would be the national academy of sports medicine uh, that's another top one that we would suggest that you look at as well as you're pursuing your personal training degree or personal training certification and then the next one out of this long list that we have here is the national strength and conditioning before you even really look into a certification is figure out what you want to do like are you somebody who wants to work with athletes or are you somebody who wants to work with somebody uh somebody who has gone through some sort of surgery or injury uh, prevention um in a clinical setting or do you just want to start your own business and train people of various ages all over the p- those all those lists are the other ex- training certifications that you want to focus in on um, and the ones that are more like schemes are the ones that are not on there just plain and simple if you are trying to work for a small studio gym and they offer a certification ask them is the certification registered under the NCCA and if not then ask them if they can possibly sponsor you on one of those certifications because that's what's going to carry you over the edge into the actual industry of fitness.
0: Yeah, a lot of these um, some places they don't require um, your personal training certification to be governed by the NCCA. Um, that's, they're not, and those certifications aren't necessarily schemes. Um, but they're not at they're not as, uh, credited. So they're not as, uh, dependable as the NCCA, um, certifications are. I mean, there's other gyms where you can get certified through that gym and they're not credited by the NCCA, but with that gym, that's what they call for. So, um, when you go into this, when you get into this field, just trying to figure out what you want to do, like if you're going to work in the hospital, obviously you're going to need a certification that's governed by the ncca if you're going to like a small local commercial gym that might not be called for
1: so starting with the national academy of sports medicine uh, and the american council on exercise those are really the two top ones that we would suggest when it comes to just pure personal training Uh, the clinical setting is more for the american college of sports medicine they have a certification called the uh, Clinical Exercise Physiologist um, Cert where you actually have to, from what I understand, have to have either pursuing a degree in college or have your degree to sit for that specific certification. So that if you're more interested in uh, sports training, we suggest the NSCA or the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Um, and once again, more specifically within their, um, within their category, is the CS certification?
0: I think that was uh that pretty much hits it on the head in regards to answering the first question, which was uh, distinguishing between a legit certification and um, a scheme. So, like, just making sure that it's credited by the NCCA um, because they're the governing body um, in regards to the the professional um, health professional field.
1: I would also suggest that you look into is. How much do these cost right like big big <laughs> that's a it's a big big looking
0: at it as an investment like these are not inexpensive certifications these are investments into you building your career going forward so when you make the commitment or you make the decision that you want to get into this field like you're making a commitment and this is the type of commitment you're making in regards to um, money uh, so definitely put some thought behind it and um, start saving up for yourself in position so you can become certified
1: on to the next question what about internships or shadowing should i look into Opinion opinion, are very important they, they're very
0: vital and you making a decision and what direction you want to go if you go back to the last question trying to decide what, what you want to do going to work with somebody or shadow behind somebody that's in that field or that has a certification already that's gonna help you in making your decision. So even before you make that financial investment into that certification, why not take a couple months to three months to shadow somebody, learn from somebody? Um, it's gonna be beneficial for you. going.
1: Collegiate Strength and Conditioning Coaches Association. So uh, this is just pretty much like the CSCS in that it allows you to work with athletes, but it's specific to NCAA right? So if you're interested in working for colleges from D1 to, to D3 or whatever it might be, uh, that's the certification that you want to look at because mainly you have to do an internship for them. It's, that's part of that credential. Some other
0: benefits to uh, to, uh, to interning and volunteering and shadowing is just networking. Um, just getting to know people in the field because uh, networking is very, very important to know people. So once you're once you get your certification,
1: now you have possibly you have connections. What's the next question? Sure. All right. So, what made you decide to go with your certification? I wanted to work with athletes in one way or another. After I got my certification, it hit me that I don't want to just work with athletes.
0: Their athletes are very self motivated, but very you have to stay on top of them, and, and it depends on the age group too. Like if they're like high school kids, like you might have to be on top of a little bit more because instead of working out, they want to turn up and wait. But if you like training with somebody that's getting ready for the combine or something like that, they're a little bit more self-motivated and they're they're just geared ready to go. So for me, I am NASM certified for performance enhancement specialist and corrective exercise specialist. Um, For me, I became a corrective exercise specialist just because that's the way I like to train myself, to be fair. Um, I've had major surgeries before in my life and coming back from that surgery, I took a whole new approach to, to training, like I'm like a kind of like um, a bigger picture look at it. Because after my surgery, I wasn't able to do certain things and I was just so curious about like, all right, so why can't I do this? What's the limiting factor behind me not being able to do this? Why am I shifting to my left on the squat? Why can't I squat to normal death right now? So. With NASM, Corrective Excess, like you're able to like dive into like the, the dysfunction of movements and understand um, how to improve that movement. Uh, so that was very interesting to me and I like that aspect of it. So that was why that's what geared me towards that first cert. And then once I was able to understand the grasp that when I was able to allow or to improve those functions of the people. Now let's increase performance. So that's when I became a performance enhancement specialist. Because now I want to be able to apply function to an, um, to um to an athlete or just improve everybody's day to day function on a day to day basis. So that was
1: my whole thing. Once again, find it. You know, find what, what 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 works for you. That's the that's the biggest thing in you know your deciding factor to get your certification. What do you think works for you? You don't have to be an athlete to become a personal trainer. You can be somebody who just really enjoys working with individuals if you just have a good spirit about yourself. What are valuable, valuable study tools for CERTs? I would say there aren't too many tools, though, to study for this. Most of the time, whenever you buy the, the test, you get the actual study material, like the book, and sometimes it comes with a uh, workbook as well. Find as many quizzes as you can online that are for your NASM or for your CSCS CS or whatever it is and just study off of those because that's the most important thing is how are you able to comprehend certain questions.
0: Um, um, again, these are the four, major, the, the four major certification that we've been talking about today. Um, we got NASM and ACSM, both um, 120 questions and then you work your way up to the ACE, ACE, that's 150. And then your NSCA that has 155 questions. There's resources out there online, uh, Those there's, there's, there's quizzes. I know uh, with NACS yes, they have online quizzes that you can take. There's people, um, there's study groups out there, there's people like yourself that are looking to take a test that have already taken the test and now put together their own study material for people like you now that are taking the test. So. Look um, look online, look for different resources, but like the main thing is just trying to find
1: time. What time did you have to commit to studying for certifications? If you um, got a degree in exercise science or something related to that in that field, you probably don't have to study as long, but if you're changing your entire career, you might have to take a little bit longer. You might have to take close to a year or so. Another, I would say, important thing that you want to look at is what are the Passing rates of these exams, right? Like for each one of these, uh, we found were ACE and NASM, the two pure personal training uh, exams, are pretty close in sixty-five and sixty-four percent. Once again, first-time passing. So first time you go into that exam, anybody. This is this is that specific pass rate. Uh, and for the NSCA, it's about fifty-eight percent, and for the ACSM, it's fifty-four percent. So. As you can tell, ACSM was one of the harder ones out of the top four that we picked, and ACE is one of the easiest ones if you want to look at it like that. 65% is still pretty low, but um, you know, for it to be an exam that you are taking, like a proctored exam, I would say that's reasonable.
0: <laughs> unless, you can, unless you know that you're gonna need to take these exams seriously. And again, that goes back to the investment you put into it. If you put that chart up again, of how much these exams cost, think about taking that twice. That's gonna make you study that much harder.
1: The pricing. Yeah. NSCA at 715 ACSM, one of the cheapest ones, but ACSM is also one of the hardest ones to take. Mm. All right, uh, you know, you look at The pass rate of ACE, but ACE is right in that mid-range for pricing. So, you know, all of these are definitely definitely things that we're going to look into. And even the actual amount of questions, right? So, how many questions are on the exam? There's more questions on the NSCA um, as compared to the other ones. NASM has it, and NASM and ACSM both have the shortest. So it's very interesting how the ACSM has the shortest amount of questions. It's the cheapest, uh, but it has the lowest exactly. pass rate, first time pass rate. So all things that you want to consider when you are looking into this type of uh, questions for today. Yeah, those, and are those more questions. You know, if you have, uh, you know, any more questions about how to become a personal trainer. Continue to let us know.
0: And there's a lot. We got a lot of store for you guys, so just stick with us. Uh, we're very excited to bring this to you.